0: Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haysen from the Roby family of companies. We are your host, Trent, Sunday morning, 9 to 10. I'm going to put you on the spot here because we're pre-recording. And Clemson played North Carolina. I mean, it doesn't
1: matter. They're both trash. (laughs) What are you talking about? Oh, goodness gracious. Man, I took my kids to their first UNC Chapel Hill football game two weeks ago, and we were up 17 to nothing right before half. Georgia Tech yeah. put it on us. It was embarrassing. And two, my two-and-a-half-year-old was disappointed.
0: You've been jinxed ever like, since. Homeboy. And then he played NC State, which put him. I mean, y'all took him to the wire, um, uh, it, it, but, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, and I had Scarlett over here, he who's all of a sudden this huge NC State fan, by the way. I was all Tar Well, she's heel. Just wanting to be a vet. I was all Tar Heel. Our guest today, heel.
1: William McNeely, c- went, hails right. from the Wolf Pack. I'm going to break his fingers before we get out of this – studio
0: or just give him the who do we hate
1: nc state
0: <laughs> that's it i was doing that to scarlet she was she was cutting me down and then clemson goes and, and loses to south carolina i mean i guess after seven straight wins we had to let them get one
1: I mean, i tell you, I don't know, just sitting in a football show, you like, like to always talk about it. Even now, you talk about it out of guilt, I think, because uh, you always talk about it when you're bragging. But uh, TJ's <laughs> back here laughing. Dang. I think Georgia's the only team that hasn't disappointed. Um, and he barked. He just barked. He, he's barking but, in the studio. But yeah, uh, South Carolina's on fire. They At are. least we got one good Carolina school.
0: <laughs> no, they look good. I have to give them credit where credit is due. They're, they're playing really well. And, so they, and then I'm also a Venus. Carolina
1: basketball fan. If I you know, didn't know, I went I to know. Chapel Hill, uh, and the, it was the biggest drop ever since AP polls have been done from 1 to 18 or 17. So, so, That's a great way to go, Hubert. So nah, my, 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 <laughs> I believe in Hubert.
0: I do too. And I, so my dad was so frustrated for Saturday night. I'm like, because they lost in basketball and football. I'm aware. And I sent him a text. I'm like, hey, <laughs> tough day to be a Tar Heel. And he sends back something like Scathed like something. Just like tough day for you hair. to not be
1: my child <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore.
0: <laughs> you out like uh, it was. It was rough. Goodness gracious. Um,
1: well, I mean, other otherwise life is really good. Yeah, had a good Thanksgiving vacation holiday. Uh, so did I. Yeah, we R- would got to go back to good old Indiana. We had some family in town from Illinois. Some of Reagan's mom's family came down, and and we did a lot of stuff. We went to old uh, Salem. You were telling me about that. Man. How you is ever that? Been there? No. It's pretty good. I'd say it's a good... It's definitely worth the day trip. It's fun. It gives you something to do. I mean, it's a backdrop to spend time with people and uh, and learn a little bit about history, the way the world works, and it's cool, you know? Inefficiency in how to build stuff. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> like, of course. Uh, you, woodworking. <laughs> you're looking at
0: that. You're like, oh, I could have done that quicker, through this, 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 and there. But you it was good. We faster. got some...
1: Uh, Lexington Barbecue on our way home. If you haven't done that, yeah. that is worth a day trip. Okay. We're a couple hours. I have heard this before. It is great. We got there at 2:20 uh last Wednesday, so it was the day before Thanksgiving. Got got to Lexington Barbecue at 2:20 and people were having to park on the side of the highway still because it was so crowded. That's how good their barbecue is. Man, you know what? I've again. I've always wanted to stop
0: there. I'm I'm like. I'm always in such a hurry to get back, which is which is terrible. You know, you should stop and
1: smell the roses sometimes.
0: But I, I think I'm going to have to do that. Now you you've you've given the the check mark.
1: That I, need I to do go. that a little too much. That's why I thought I had a good day today, a free yeah. day, and now I haven't done anything today. I'm actually, well, I have. I have done a lot of stuff. I, I'm reading a
0: book right now. that <laughs> Someone recommends called "The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry." Mm. It's a faith-based Amen. book. It's pretty good. It, it kind of opened your eyes that you know we're in such a hurry to do everything in the world, but really the faster you try to go, the less your productivity is.
1: I said this earlier. I had a uh, a, a family business forum I'm, I called earlier, and uh, one of our guys is a younger fella, and he's got his first baby, and he's talking about how it's great, but it's, he doesn't understand how somebody would have four or five. I have five children, William, and... Uh, and I said, hey, I, my two-and-a-half-year-old sleeps with us every single night now. I mean, <laughs> snuggles up under my armpit and kicks me in the head. And it's it's just great because th- that's going to be gone and, you know.
0: Well, your you're two-and-a-half-year-old, who made his air debut from the hospital on this show <laughs> during COVID. Uh, I don't know if there, any listeners remember, but you had to record from the hospital. And TJ and I were in here by ourselves. And then uh, Knox let out this... Wow! Hmm. I think TJ made some comment like I was, that just was when like COVID Trent, started. He's loud. He's gonna be like Trent. I think that was TJ that said. That I, I would the, never say that That was the last time you. <laughs> one of the last times you were in the studio for a while. But really, uh, we we weren't here very often. But uh, yeah, I remember. That's crazy. That's two, two and a half. Years hey, ago. I want
1: to I want to take a take a second, have a moment of silence for yeah, uh, Chip you. and Jason, the two fellas, mm. WBT guys that uh, had the helicopter crash last yeah. week. I just want to say, we talk about the golden rule at the end of every show, and since COVID has been over, we've been able to have people back in the studio, and you and I, almost every show, say, hey, if you got a second, we'll do a dog and pony show, take you back to the studio, and Jason, the weatherman, would be working. And go out of his way, stop what he's doing, and come and greet our guests and make them feel so warm. I had several guests text me and say, Oh my gosh, that is the nicest guy. Well,
0: to add to that, I know I, I'm really glad you brought that up, but there's a picture. I don't post things to Facebook or social media very often. I'm not very good at that. But one of my favorite pictures ever is a picture of Scarlett, my daughter, who's 11. This is two and a half years ago. She was right around the same time. She was around nine, and same kind of story. I walked her back there. She was here for some reason or another with the recording the show. He stands up, and he says, hey, who are you? So amber with Scarlet. And I'm going to give you a tour behind the scenes. I'm like, man, you don't need to do that, Jay. Like, I really appreciate it. Like, and this isn't
1: in his job description. No. This is like, hey, no. get out of my office. You're bothering me. It,
0: right. And, he, and again, so he takes her around, and, and, and we have a picture of us behind the, hmm. the, uh, the desk. And I posted it to Facebook, and I think I said something along the lines of, it's amazing what you can do if you take five minutes out of your day for somebody else. And what a reminder for myself and for everybody listening is
1: like well, it's, he was just would do that. The book you're reading, right. this exact thing. Yeah, like, Stop worrying about you're not the you're not the centrifuge right. of Earth. The world doesn't revolve around you, and even extra world. Uh, give give a little. Treat people yeah. the way you want to be treated. That guy embodied it, and just I'm a tear up just in this Agreed. little way that 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 affected so many people and i can't believe all the other people and i'm not trying to take anything away from the pilot right uh I understand. He was as the well same way. Yeah. uh it, i mean kids family just enjoy it listen do the best you can do every single minute not yeah. every single day well that sets us up we got william mcneely uh he is a retired entrepreneur i'm <laughs> i'm laughing with him uh he started a charity do greater charlotte Amongst all he's going to talk about, he was referred by Banks Wilson, uh, my partner in in some real estate, and my buddy uh, in union. So when we return, William McNeely, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with
0: Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haysen from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the first segment, go back. You can listen to it. You can podcast us. You can Google At Home with Roby. There you go. You can come by the office, come hang out, do whatever you want to do. That's it. That's it. Just not on Sundays. We're usually not in the office, but Mondays. I work it. No, I'm, yeah. I'm telling a all story all day, every I don't, day. I don't work every Sunday. Well, <laughs> Trent, we, we're here with William McNeely is our guest. And I, your shirt is awesome, by the way. Your logo, I,
1: oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, Do greater, and it's a D O with a greater sign, <laughs> yes. as in greater than or less. There than. you go. It's a math symbol. <laughs> And it's not equal to gr- greater. It's not greater or equal it's to, it's greater. Daggone greater. greater. Yes. Do absolutely. daggone. I did pick up on that. I was really good at math <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> how, how you doing? Doing great. Good. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to be on the radio. Glad to have you. Well, I'm telling you this when somebody I respect as much as I respect Banks Wilson, Uh, sends me a text out of the blue and says, hey, this guy would be perfect for your show. He needs to tell his story. You guys would hit it off. Here you are.
2: Yeah, yeah, Banks is my guy. I mean, I I met Banks, I think Banks might have been like right out of college uh, when I first met him, and he was starting a design firm, uh, and I I worked for Apple for a number of years, and I actually was doing some entrepreneurship stuff as well. And uh, he started doing some websites for me and started to figure out this thing about, you know, starting a business, I think it was Studio Banks at the first, at, at the right. time, and then moved from there to Union and uh, and been doing some great things over the years. So, yeah, he I've stayed in contact with him, uh, become a great friend, uh, you know, literally seen him grow up.
1: Yeah, yeah, Studio Banks, Studio Banks did yeah. our first website. Oh, did they?
2: Randomly.
1: I mean, I think I might have said, hey, I kn- my wife knew this guy, to yeah. Le- he went to Olympic, yep. yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Um, but yeah, Banks has been on the show a couple times, and and like I said, we share the building across the street, mm-hmm. yep. Union and and, and the Roby family of companies. He's a great guy, a uh, true entrepreneur.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: And his brother Hunter, I don't know if you've ever—I don't met know him, him well, but I've met him before. He's yeah. an entrepreneur. Hunter's too. Hunter's been yep. on the show as well. Yeah, yeah. he came on the show. Uh, owns a pontoon rental business. is okay. the Lake Wiley man, the Lake Wiley guru, owned a PR company. Whatever, all of it. Yeah, he's a boot man. So you worked at Apple.
2: I did. I did. I'm an early uh, employee of Apple uh, a long time ago and started uh, after college uh, and really wanted to focus on the technology industry when it was, you know, booming and starting this growth. Uh, so, yeah, I was a part of that, uh, really focused around my responsibilities with technology was focused around education. So I had an opportunity as a uh, as a young guy to uh, integrate technology into k-12 and higher education environment so i probably sold some technology at the school that you I was about went to. to say man
0: you didn't create oregon <laughs> trail did you
2: uh no that wasn't me no that wasn't you. Uh, okay but i did sell a lot of them. i'll bet you did absolutely so, so you went to
1: you told me a second ago er, er, we're gonna back up <laughs> south May. south May. born and yeah. raised in
2: charlotte born and raised in, well that's a little bit iffy come on we're okay, all about this, truth this is on the, the show. truth so <laughs> Most people think I was born and raised in Charlotte. My dad was in the Navy. I, I actually it. was born in Newark, New Jersey, but as soon as I was born, I moved back to Charlotte. Okay, now my family from Charlotte. I just happened not to literally be born at Mercy Hospital. Got if it. you're familiar with Mercy, is not there anymore. So That's where did, I, did, I, did your I was dad
0: born. Did your dad move back? Did they? Did your family move back here with the Navy or no?
2: Unfortunately, not. My mom and dad split up at ah, that time. He stayed in New Jersey. In. We moved back to Charlotte, uh, and then my entire school school uh experience has been in charlotte
1: very Interesting. cool very got cool. it well i'm a ram
2: okay harding rams i love harding
1: <laughs> harding is is where it's at that's, that's i
2: agree i love harding <laughs> i need to get that football field worked on though
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> hard in the hood man come on well just, hey, that's
2: why i'm there that's why i'm here <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> so uh, so, you went, so you went from South Met, you went to State. I will say in elementary school at Berry Hill Elementary School, we had a school computer. It was an Apple.
2: It was probably an Apple II.
1: We named it, I do not know, I'm not a tech guy, but we named it Apple Annie.
2: Ooh, great <laughs> yeah. <The> school name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apple Annie. <laughs> so you just had one. yeah. yeah. Well, the school
1: had one. Had well, one. Yeah. I, I think
2: initially school. when we first started uh, integrating computers, it was like one per school. One per school. I was yeah. in the
1: third grade. I yeah. was like, why do we only have one computer for the whole school? And they said, William McNeely hadn't come through. He <laughs> hadn't sold him yet. Yeah,
2: well, we went from that and then we went to one per classroom. And then it was computer, computer lab. Computer lab. Yeah. That's what I mean, I'm, I'm a little younger there. than yeah. him, but I mean, that yeah.
0: happened so fast. Uh, I remember going to... Well, I did, you know a little younger, not a lot younger. It gave me the stare, the stink eye there. Uh, but we had we had a computer lab like six computers I think when I was in. Yeah. I grew up outside of Atlanta. Okay, um, yeah.
2: Spent some time there too. I
0: think it was an Apple. I think we might have had Macintosh when I was coming out of high Ooh, school or out yeah, right. of at 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 elementary yeah, school.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I spent some time in Apple in Marietta and in the uh, seven county region in Atlanta as well. Cobb County schools, man. Cobb County, yeah. that yep. was us.
1: Very cool. Okay, so 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 you ha- spent your career out of college at Apple.
2: Mostly, yeah, out of Apple, educational technology. I took a couple of detours, like everybody, but it it still was in the Apple ecosystem. So Uh that's kind of what I know uh, and always have been around education. Uh, And so that's, uh, you know, that's where my heart is. That's what I that's where I operate now. But, you know, even with that, I'm a true entrepreneur. I mean, I learned my innovation, my curiosity, my my, uh, uh, you know, ability to just, you know, see things out of nothing really honed it at Apple. Uh, and that's where I got it from, and so we'll, we continue to do that today. I
1: love it. Yeah. So, why did you you retired from Apple, and I well not you, necessarily you got retired. Job. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's
2: that's that's what I say because I was forced to kind of retire. My story revolves around. I take you back to like 2015. I was working in the educational environment, and uh, all of a sudden one day I got sick. I just couldn't breathe. I didn't know what was wrong. Oh no! Uh, took uh, took the doctors about three months to kind of diagnose what was wrong with me. Uh, and I'm literally, I, I, you know, my son went to South Mac to uh, coach football there. Most people who probably are listening. If they know me, there a lot of people call me Coach Mac because I was oh, a defensive God. back coach. There you go. Uh, and coached at South Mac with my son uh, during that time, and. Uh, as he was matriculating through high school, like I got sick, uh, ended up being, I was diagnosed with idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which is pretty much scarring of the lungs. It had okay. happened many, many years ago. I had been dormant in my system for a number of years, and then all of a sudden it showed, it's, rid its ugly head. Uh, and uh, 2016, all of a sudden, uh, I started to slow down. Uh, and then one day I woke up that morning, and just could not breathe. Oh that my was gosh! it. My breath, I, I, I was struggling. My wife said, what's wrong? And I said, I don't know. Luckily, I had a doctor's appointment that day, and I walked in, and he said, "You need to go to the hospital right now." Oh my gosh, now, that's pretty scary. And you guys, you probably your blood oxygen level in your body right now is about ninety nine. You all oh, cool. At that point, mine was like seventy eight, mm. uh, and they were like, "Well, how did you even walk in here?" Uh, and at that day, uh, uh, back in twenty sixteen, uh, from that day, coaching football the day before, actually running, I was racing high schoolers. The next day, I was on oxygen for the next three years. Oh my gosh! So I'm carrying oxygen tanks around with me 24/7. So it was just like that, blink of an eye, and I was incapacitated, disabled, was what they labeled me as. So from
0: 15 to 18, you
2: were you were carrying around an oxygen tank. Uh Really, really, uh, I got sick in 15. to diagnosed it in 16. When I got oxygen in uh, 2019. Yeah. And Goodness
1: gracious You yeah. know how to thank your blessings every day, don't you? Absolutely
2: I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, we sit here today And, you know, you just don't know what's, what's going to happen tomorrow Amen And so for me, it was that was the realization of that day That the next day I was literally disabled And so I had to deal with that uh, And that's part of what Do Great is all about You know, it's about how do you, you know, really start to look at life a different way Because I had to, I was forced to immediately oh, uh, well, within yeah. Within 24 hours
1: how many children do you
2: have? I got two. I got two uh, kids. Uh, my daughter, Jessica, is 29, just got married a couple months ago. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And my son is now 23. He is a Campbell University football player. Uh, he went through uh, South America, as I mentioned, and started playing football with Coach Mike Mentor, at Campbell University. Wow. So, uh Yeah, yeah. So he uh defensive back, cornerback. So he uh, he graduated last fall, but he had that COVID year. Yep. So uh, they gave him an extra year of uh, – of uh, football, so he just finished uh, that and is headed off to graduate school for doctor of physical therapy.
1: Good deal! Yep. Wow, man, you got to be proud, man. Well, absolutely. Got your new son-in-law.
2: Family. Got a new son-in-law. Been around for a while, so he's finally uh, he's finally officially in the family. You got him whooped in <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> All right. Well, when we when we come back, what a, that was a wonderful
1: story about your life. It's cool to see how you got to where you are yeah. today. I want to hear about this great thing that you champion and are Absolutely. doing. Uh, when we return, will you stick around for a few minutes? I'll be here. All right. You're listening to William McNeely on the At Home with Roby show. We will be right back.
0: Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haysen from the Roby family of companies. We are your host, Trent, here with William McNeely from Do Greater Sign. Do Greater Charlotte. uh, Do Greater Charlotte. Do Greater Charlotte. And if you missed the last segment, what a remarkable story. uh, Working his way up through Apple and entrepreneurial mindset. I couldn't imagine a better place to incubate that at Apple during the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Two kids. I want some of his stock. Got some legacy <laughs> yeah. stock.
0: We
2: might still have a little bit of that <laughs> left over. That's why he's smiling yeah. so much? <laughs> I just think a forest company said, "Yeah, they yeah. got me invested in a fruit company." They opened the envelope. <laughs> it's the Apple. Yes. <laughs> you know how big Apple is today. My I think my employee number was like thirteen thousand. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, so it was
1: wild. Goodness gracious. Okay. So three years, you got an oxygen tank. Your son's in high school. Your daughter, she's out. Of, she's in yeah. college. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming at the time, yep. or maybe yep. even out of college. A- and how do you get the idea to start this charity and where did it come from?
2: Well, really, uh, you know, at this point now, I am literally, I mean, I don't want to put a downer on this because it's not a downer, but I'm literally dying, uh, you know, yeah. at this point with, uh, with the oxygen tanks before I got to 2019. And so as I'm sitting there thinking about what did, my legacy Did they is give be, you a terminal diagnosis? They did. Pulmonary fibrosis is terminal. Matter of fact, it's funny because uh, I'm a uh, technology guy and they use the technology term they say I'm EOL. And in, te- in technology term, EOL means basically, you know, they're not supporting the technology anymore. So on my chart, it said EOL. Oh, gosh. And I was like, what is that? It's like, you end of life, bro. Uh, and I and that hit me hard because initially I wasn't, I wasn't in a situation where I thought I was literally going to die. I always had the fact that, okay, I'll come out of this. Even though I'm dragging, you know, one oxygen tank. The next year I'm gra- dragging two. The next year I'm dragging three. And I'm still thinking I'm coming out of this. But they, in my chart said EOL. Uh, and I looked at it. And I was like, OK, wait a minute. That's not what I wanted to see. And so what I started to think about was, OK, if that's the case, then what impact am I going to make in, in the, you know, the rest of the time that I might have? Uh, and so that's when do greater came about. And it really was focused around this thing. And I, I can literally see myself doing it. I sat down and I had a piece of paper and I wrote this sentence down. It says uh, continue to do something greater that will continue giving when you are no longer able to give. And I said, OK, do something greater that will continue to give. I said, what is that? I don't know what that is or what that means. Uh, and so from that day on, I started to plan this this uh, this foundation that could actually impact lives of kids in under-resourced communities, because that's where I came from. I grew up on the west side of Charlotte. Uh, like You went to Harding. I actually uh, was in Clinton Park. Now, I didn't go to Harding or West Charlotte or Olympic because in my time it was this thing called busing. And so I was bused from west side of Charlotte to Carmel and South Meck, which mm. is how I got to the south side of Charlotte uh, as it relates to my education. And so for me, I knew at that time that the success of my family, as I mentioned, my older brothers, we all, you know, four of us, single family home. Uh, oldest one went to state first. Second one, Carolina. Wow. Uh, then we went, I went to state and my sister went to East Carolina. Wow. So single parent. West side four kids Yeah, mom was like, You gotta get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, yeah. and so when I started to think about that, I said, Well, what was it that in my mind gave us that momentum to do that? And it was all about for us, it was this it was this access and exposure to the types of things that we could do and become. It was like I saw things that I could become. And not necessarily that doesn't happen in certain neighborhoods where you start to see architects and engineers and mathematicians and all these folks that you can interact with. And so that's that happened to us. And so for me, it was like, okay, is there an organization that I can start that provides that type of access and exposure to kids who might not otherwise have that opportunity? Yeah. And yeah, did, and I'm on, on the edge of my chair. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like well, we d- want back more. 20, 2019, I got you know literally they 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 pulled me in and said, William, you got two weeks to live. Oh gosh. Uh, So I'm it's, I remember this. Is, it's it's it's. Uh, I think they were wrong. Yeah, it's it's February and, uh, it and going into crazy. March, and they said, okay, it's Thursday afternoon. They call me in. my I'm deteriorating rapidly. I mean, literally, I couldn't walk across, you know, 50 steps without having to sit down. So they call me in and said, you got two weeks to go we have to do something and they said uh, either you get a double lung transplant or that's it and I said well there's been people on the transplant list for a year I said you're telling me I have two weeks to go I'm sitting here in front of you and you want me to get a transplant well how's that going to happen that was on a Thursday by Saturday they called me and said William we have lungs and I said you do amazing and uh, so they called me in They do all the tests, they prep me, they do all of this. Now, in this scenario, there's a lot of times they call them dry runs. A lot of times, there are a lot of people who go through this process, and all of a sudden, you're ready for lungs, and the lungs are not your size, they're not appropriate, something's wrong with them, all of that. Well, I get in there and they go prep and everything. They say, Look, these lungs are a little bit too big for you. The person's, but we're going to shave them down and put them in. (laughs) I was like, What? (laughs) (laughs) They were like, We're going to do whatever we can because basically I was gone. Unbelievable. Uh, and uh, they did it on that Saturday. That Sunday morning, I woke up at hundred percent oxygen oxygenation in my blood. Started breathing. They said, "You know, it's probably going to take you six to eight months to get uh, to get right, get rehab, get you back out." Got to be careful. I think it was two weeks. I was out of the hospital uh, by the, by Memorial Day, two thousand nineteen. I was back in Charlotte. Uh, I came back that weekend, and by that Friday, I was out uh, pitching Do greater Charlotte, raising money for it. Uh, and from that day on, we've had this 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 vision of creating this organization that really focuses on this access. And so we we, we went down. You probably saw our do-greater mobile truck that we have right around oh, yeah. the corner from Just your right office. Around, right behind us. We, we got this. Uh, it was a Lance cookie truck. And we said, <laughs> we're going to turn this into a mobile lab. And they were like, what? you going to do what? And I said, yeah, it's going to turn into a mobile lab. Uh, and so we gutted the Lance cookie truck, put iPads in it, Wi-Fi, wrapped it. Uh, and remember now, we have no money. Zero. And so all of this that we, we talk about is that there was zero dollars to do any of this. Uh, and so we built that uh, truck in about a month and a half and we started taking it out into communities, teaching kids around this creativity, around uh, what we call creative confidence, building creative confidence in kids. To, so they know that their ideas matter. Uh, and uh, and we did that uh, until COVID really yeah, hit so the so COVID was the next step. My timing was pretty off. Oh, man. Because uh, we got 15 kids in the back of a truck, yeah. uh, and <laughs> yeah. no, you're not doing that. There's
0: six feet in there, right? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, so no six feet in that truck, so we had to kind of pivot a little bit around what's next. How can we now create this platform to uh, interact with kids outside of this mobile technology lab, and that's when the physical space came around. It's like, how do we create this space? Because what we saw in doing COVID was... We thought it was three things that kids need and all of us as adults need too, to be successful. That was one, they still had to have access to these technology tools. So in your job, you gotta have the certain tools to do what you do. If you don't have that, you don't do it. Well, our kids in these communities don't have that as well. Second thing was, okay, they need a creative space to do this. They need a cool space too. Now I'm sure, you know, I passed by the Roby offices. They look pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so we're saying the same thing. Cause say, why can't our kids have that as well? Yeah. And then the third thing was, OK, how do we create this nurturing community around them? I got to bring people like you in contact with our kids. Uh, and so that's where we started right at uh, uh, right before COVID.
1: Man. That is cool. So where is your physical space?
2: So now uh, right around the corner from your office, we uh, we partnered with uh, Shiloh Institutional Baptist Church. Yep. Uh, and right before COVID, we walked into that space and we said we need some space to activate our programs. Uh, Shiloh, as you know, a lot of churches during COVID, you know, lost members. They yeah. were, you know, I won't say they lost members, but I think it was it was more of underutilized space. And so for us, is how do we take this space now and activate it in, in the community? So, when we walked in, we saw the fellowship hall. We were like, oh, that's cool. But then they had this door that they never opened. I said, what's behind that door? And they said, well, you know, we used to have a daycare. We hadn't had it in 15 years. I opened that door and it was dust blew out on yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, but I looked at it and said, wait a minute, this is 5,000 square feet of space. Nobody's been in it for 15 years. We gotta use Goodness this. Goodness gracious! Uh, and so that was the idea of what we call the creative lab, uh, and this creative lab is our first one. We think creative lab at Shiloh, and we turn it into an innovation hub for youth, just like you would see in any corporate facility in Charlotte.
0: Wow! And if you drive by it, I mean the side your signage, I mean you guys are you're you're there. I mean, I, yeah, I, I can't we believe- we
2: opened a couple, two weeks ago, so it took us yeah. Uh, we started two years ago raising money. Uh, last year, this time, we uh, we broke ground. Uh, and then uh, one year later, just two weeks ago, we opened.
0: Yeah, awesome. I went by it this morning. I mean, I hadn't noticed it until really you were coming on the show. But, uh, yeah, it must, must have been recent. I would go by there every day.
2: Yeah, it looks like a church. right there. But when you open Ill.
1: that front door, it looks like an innovation hub. Well, William, I'm going to break the rules here. Yeah, we're, please we're, do. We don't have any <laughs> uh, intention on the <laughs> last segment. Will you hang out with us for our last segment? We'd love to. William McNeely, Do Greater Charlotte, when we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby.
0: Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Haston from the Roby family accompanies. Segment four, Trent, we have William McNeely from Do Greater Charlotte. I say it all the time. I know you you I'm gonna assume that you agree with me, but man, do we get some really It's cool.
1: Unbelievable. And people. we love charities. We love um, local yeah. charities. We love people just trying to do good period and and uh he's 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 doing great good as the enemy of (laughs) great jim collins yeah uh but but i mean you talked about eating that community you had a meeting that you're doing giving tuesday at community matters Mm -hmm. that is the charlotte rescue missions charitable restaurant you know that helps helps folks get back on their feet and Mm -hmm. go get a job earn a living get some pride you know uh and, and we just love it. We, uh, I particularly am fond of of Charlotte and the southeast and and west side of Charlotte. Yep. But I agree with what you, what you say. God bless that I grew up in this family business. We might have been an old school family construction company, but my dad let me have a free mind and introduced me and took me around his customers and the mm-hmm. people business guys and women that he interacted with and and wanted me to see this broader world than he ever knew yeah. and without that i might have just assumed i was gonna grow up theoretically on the west side and that was gonna be my plight in life yeah. and, and not that you can't find happiness at any level of life i mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. i think sometimes simple is, is can be happier uh but people only know what they know, and and I agree. I was gonna make a joke. You grew up on the rich side of town, <laughs> and then you tell them the story. You were a bust to the rich side of town. Yeah, I was bust in there. theory, yes. you know, yes. as, as a Harding Ram and a Westside Wilson middle school guy. Oh yeah, my, uh, we
2: my son my my brother went to Wilson. I loved Wilson. Yeah, I started at Ashley Park.
1: Yeah, it's Ashley Park. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister went to Spa. Yeah, you so, go. Uh, so, but but I I think it's. You, you gotta introduce these folks at a young age to what th- the infinite
2: opportunities this world has. Yes, right yeah. well, absolutely and, and that's what you know that I think sometimes we take that for granted a little bit. You know, growing up, my mom had to literally drive us or bus us or get us to these 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 opportunities that we could can explore you know new things for ourselves. But nowadays, a lot of times you just, you know, you got kids who just might not even get out of their neighborhood a lot. And Mm -hmm. so for us, it's uh, and then transportation is a huge issue with some of these great programs that are in the city. And so for us, it's just, you know, how do we create these these great facilities inside neighborhoods uh, where our kids can walk to them? Uh, And neighborhoods are changing so rapidly. You know, you talk about where we are. We're in Camp Green. Uh, Ashley Park well yeah, Camp yeah. Green Ashley Park doesn't look like Camp Green it doesn't Park, at all that even that 10 we, years when ago. we grew up I mean, or you know, even, even <laughs> so, 10 years ago I mean, exactly total so difference. yeah transformation. So, so so the other issue around that is that now how do you create uh connection between you know new development new community yeah. new neighbors with legacy community and, and neighbors who have been there where, where is it that they come together? And so a space like ours, Creative Lab, is what we bring kids in and youth in, and then we uh, we create what we call these creative collisions. You know, we got folks who come in and have these professional aspirations or professional jobs and, and creativity, and we had these kids come in now, and now we can put them together. Uh, and even in our space, we have a full-service coffee shop. So we open up a Creative Lab coffee I shop. I saw that, uh, yeah. Uh, and so that was for one reason, to get these, get these new community members into our space. And I love coffee, I'm there. Uh, and so we knew that that would be a draw. And as soon as they come in, we say, hey, you know, great coffee here. Because we partnered with Injury Coffee. I'll give them the plug. Yeah. Uh, and uh, great coffee. And then they're like, okay, what are you guys doing? It's a cool facility. This is, like, this is like where I work. Uh, and, and then we start telling them what we do. You
1: tell them to interact with the kids. That's right. you got to drink coffee and then go next yeah. door and really? talk the kids. to the Go over there and see what's yeah. going on. It's Absolutely. called a creative give collision. The, give, them, give them boys and girls confidence. Yes.
2: Right? Exactly. It's all
1: about confidence. It is. And belief. It is. Man, that is, uh, how can people <laughs> <Boy> find <away laughs> out about you? What Where do they go? Yeah, we,
2: our website is dogreater.org, and I also give Union a pitch. They're redeveloping our website right now with banks. Uh, but dogreater.org. Uh, they can find out uh, how to become involved with us, or stop by the Creative Lab, and we're right. Come there. Come get off. some coffee. Yeah. yeah, get some coffee. Uh, creative Lab coffee sh- coffee shop is open uh, in the morning. What road is it on? Uh, Berry Hill and we're on, cool. we're on Berry Hill and Morehead. So yeah. we're right. We're block off of uh, yeah. Morehead. Yep. a block off of Morehead. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know
1: exactly where you are. Right behind us. Right, right behind you. <laughs> Y'all been
2: working. I've noticed yeah. that. I need to pay more. T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You well, had that. Ba- like, you've had
2: that banner in the yard. Yeah, it looks like a church now. I had to get. I get. You know. I, I, well, I it saw it some like construction
1: like going on, and we weren't doing it. So I turn. I always looked the other way. Hit a tree. <laughs> did you say hit a tree? <laughs> <laughs> These are trees. about that after. after, the, <laughs> yeah, after the, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Mean, yeah, uh, I did yeah, yeah, I I didn't say <laughs> it wasn't that tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come by and drink some coffee. Yeah, yeah, how absolutely. about that? That is wonderful. Wow, William. God bless you, man. We appreciate it. I think that is wonderful. But, but
0: before you roll out, I've been noticing your your uh, armband here. The other one, <laughs> grind yes. plus faith. I couldn't see the other part because I love both. Yes, both those things yes. What does that equal?
2: Yeah, grind by faith uh, is uh, it's live with hope, grind by faith, and do greater. And this is this this is what uh, love that grind everybody by. yeah everybody who supported uh, you know me and our organization doing doing my double lung transplant is what they wore, and I faith. keep grinding by faith.
1: I mean, you had some faith, my brother. Absolutely. Goodness gracious! I always talk about that's what I think this world. Even when I'm pontificating with my wife and, and trying to give our kids good information, it, it's you got to have faith. You got to yep. believe in stuff yep. that, that you can't touch and feel. I think sometimes the world gets so wrapped up. If you can't hold it, then nobody believes in it. Yep. And, and uh, that is wonderful. I'm so glad Banks Wilson introduced us. Uh, and I promise you, I will be by for coffee frequently, <laughs> we'll and I'll interact it. with the We'll those walk kids. by there. We can just walk there. There's yeah. no excuse for us. Yeah. Well, if I hollered on the phone like I used to, I would walk around and holler, you'd hear me. But I try not to do that anymore. All right. How was it, Patrick? Wonderful! Thank okay. you for coming on. We'll William. listen. Thanks for having me. Thank, thank you, William McNeely. Do greater Charlotte. Uh, go have a wonderful day. Thank you, listener, for listening to our show, patronizing us. It means a lot. Talk about us. Share us with your friends. And do this on this Sunday. Go do the Golden Rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And carry a smile around on your face. Thanks for listening.